Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Didian, and today we have Glenn Cardone with us today, the president of Chocolat Distribution LLC, which their main product is Red, a European master chocolaterie. Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me on. It's greatly appreciated. I am really looking forward to this conversation because... I mean, I'm going to say something I feel like everybody resonates with. I am such a fan of chocolate. I feel like that's just a blank statement because... I haven't met a lot of people that don't like chocolate, but even more. Yeah, there you go. He's showing his teachers for the listeners that are not viewing. He has a t-shirt that's definitely showing him like with a lot of love and chocolate. But there is, right. a, there is a significant difference, in my personal opinion, in the European master chocolates compared to the North American ones that we have uh, here. Now, granted, I do believe they both Absolutely. have their place. But before we geeking out into all of that, I just wanted to, first of all, let you kind of explain a bit more of who you are and what you do, because I gave a small introduction of you on that regard. Sure. No, I appreciate that. So I've been in the food business over 30 years. I've uh, uh, successfully uh, either built or helped build five companies and uh, successfully exited five companies. Red Chocolate is a completely different uh animal as they say you know this is this passion that's gotten me to where i am today you know i know we'll talk a little bit more and deeper and hopefully the audience will find it interesting uh but uh you know what i do right now is i run red chocolate as you said for north america and for the uk and uh you know one of the partners in the business we uh we launched it about uh let's see the brand itself probably launched about 20 years ago i joined a team about three and a half years ago and became a partner in it uh to bring it to the rest of the world so it's been you know i've had the opportunity to work for some amazing companies you know again uh you know i i didn't start out to be an entrepreneur you know i'm going to tell you right now i didn't find my passion till i was in my 40s so i always tell people if you're in your 20s and your 30s and you're trying to figure it out it's okay that's part of the journey and that's what's exciting okay. you know so and again we can go into more detail on that but for me I'm just a guy who loves chocolate and gets to bring the greatest chocolate ever made to the American public and to the Canadian public and to 27 other countries. So it's been a fabulous journey. Okay. Okay. So many things that I want to unpack there. Uh, before going into the chocolate world, because like I said, I, we are going to geek out about that, obviously. I wanted to really highlight something that you mentioned that I'm sure is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners and viewers and resonated with me in regards that you found your passion at 40 years old. And there is this misconception, maybe popularized because of the society that we're in right now with social media, with seeing other people succeed in a real or fake way, whatever the case is, we have this ideology that at 20 years old, we should have already figured out 
all of the things that we need to figure out. At 30 years old, even more, maybe you should even have a family, maybe two and a half kids. And there is this added pressure, especially for entrepreneurs to be like, hey, I haven't succeeded yet or what's happening. And what you just alluded to that we have time and be humble in your ambitions and learn from your mistakes throughout that process, I think is going to really make you succeed, especially as an entrepreneur, because entrepreneurs really peak at like 40, 50 years old. We're not professional athletes that are peaking at our early 30s here. We're talking about we peak later on in life. So that, what you just mentioned, I just wanted to highlight because I truly appreciate that different perspective with your life experience. Now, in regards to that, I want you to talk about that. Did you see that differently when you were in your 20s and 30s as an entrepreneur or even in the corporate world, now that you're able to speak to it as a man that's gone through this process and building these successful companies and brands? Oh, absolutely. You know, I guess the best way to explain it is I was like a a pinball in a pinball machine, you know, had awesome roles, finance, marketing, sales, you know, got to work with, you know, billion dollar brands, had some incredible mentors, you know, and a lot lot of different things that have been said to me throughout the years. And probably one that really resonated resonated was uh, one of my mentors looked at me and said, hey, Glenn, he said, uh, and I was actually at Kellogg at the time. And he said, Glenn, how long has Kellogg been around before you came here? I said, 100 years. He said, and how long do you think it'll be around once you leave? I said, another 100 years. He said, that's right. He said, remember, it's a journey. Do not worry about having, because I was always driving to be the best, the better one. I'm never the smartest at the table. I learned that early on. But I'll be one of the hardest working, if not the hardest working. I'll try to work as smart as I possibly can. And so what I was able to do, and it's funny because you talk about the 2.5 kids, and I've got two boys myself, and both of them found their passions early on. You know, one is in artificial development. One is, you know, studying and wants to be an astronaut. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and they've driven towards it. Me, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to make a living. I wanted to take my family out to dinner. I wanted to have a couple of weeks of vacation. I I really didn't know. Growing up, I didn't even know how to spell the word entrepreneur. It's not like I came from this family of, you know, uh, that did this certain thing or I was driven to it or I went to school for it. I went to school for a degree in finance. You know, my my thought was I'd end up working on Wall Street and uh, I couldn't be farther from it. You know, if you had asked me in my 20s, hey, Glenn, at your age, when you're in your 50s, do you think you're going to be running a chocolate company? And I'd be like, you're out of your mind. I, no way. There's, you know, and I wouldn't even think that way. If somebody said, hey, you're going to start your own businesses and you're going to work harder then for a lot less money in the beginning, you know, than, than uh, what you're doing right now, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. I'm on that corporate ladder, chugga, chugga, choo, choo. And this is what I'm going to do. But what I did was instead, I was able to work with some amazing, amazing people who taught me uh, the different values in business, you know, and the different things to look at and the different ways to see things. Because, uh, you know, I, I call it here at Red Chocolate, we call it punching through the mud. And what we mean by it is, you know, there's always going to be something in your way. There's always going to be, you know, we started the company five months before a global pandemic shut the world down. We could easily just, you know, gone in the corner and gone in the fetal position and called it a day. But the team said, no, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure it out together as a family. And, you know, God bless them. They did an amazing job. And, you know, you could find us in 15,000 store doors and growing every single month. And it's a great feeling. So what I would tell you is, again, going back, 
do not worry that if you haven't found your passion, do what you need to do to be able to build your inner self, you know, learn, as you said earlier, you know, we all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, if you talk professional sports, if you're a baseball player and you hit the ball four out of 10 times, you're one of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. If you do that in business, guess what? You're an absolute failure. So don't feel bad if you miss once in a while. We all do. What you do is you learn from it. You say, okay, why did I miss? What did I do? You know, how, you know, it's funny too, telling you a quick story. So I was on a plane. I was sitting next to a gentleman and we just happened to have a conversation and he was a doctor. At, um, at Johns Hopkins. And we were talking and he asked me what it's like because I was in sales at the time. And I said, well, you know what I do is I said, uh, you know, I try to go into the sales meeting understanding what is going to happen. I try to think two or three steps ahead. And he laughed. He said, Glenn, he said, that's exactly what I do. When I do, when I do brain surgery, which again, a lot more important than what I do, but when I do brain surgery, I try to think of everything that go wrong. Not that I'm a pessimist. It's just that I want to be prepared. And I thought about that. And that's truly what you try and do is you just try to always make yourself as prepared as possible. You're never going to get it hundred percent and things work out and it feels awesome. And when things don't work out okay take a breath take a knee but get back up punch through that mud i i love what you just mentioned over here there are several things that we're going to highlight here uh first and foremost that ideology of understanding that things are going to happen that are bad and it's a part of the journey right be aware of it and like you said not necessarily in a pessimistic way but be aware that it's going to happen right like the stoic philosophers always talk about uh, amur fati which is being in love with one's faith. So understanding that there's difficult things that are going to come uh, within uh, your reality as an entrepreneur, as well as the kind of journey of the story of where you thought you were going in the corporate world. And when you ended up 100%, that's the story of everybody. I have a very similar story in regards to I started and I studied to be a fireman, went into that field, became a, uh, a real estate broker. And then from there, had a chance to be on the stage for once. And then that blew up my speaking and coaching career. So you have to be able and malleable to see what life is going to bring you. And the baseline, like yeah. you mentioned, is always improving yourself, learning, personal development, That's figuring true. out your skills, your soft skills, your hard skills. So then you could act on the opportunities that come in front of you. Now, talking about acting on the opportunities, explain to me, Glenn, you know, you sound you sound like a very much of a, a American individual in that regards. How did you get into a European fine mastered chocolate brand in North America? Do you have Europeans that are doing it over there and you're kind of collaborating with them? How did you get into that world? Because like I said, this is a world that fascinates me in regards to the quality and relationship of chocolate with the Europeans compared to the North American mindset. So in my journeys, you know, throughout my career, I've got a chance to go on almost every continent. Haven't been on Antarctica, but been on almost every continent and got to meet some great people. And I always tell people, you know, uh, the, the average person doesn't care about geopolitics. You know what they want to do? They just want to make a living. They want to have some laughs, maybe a glass of wine or whatever your favorite drink is, and, and just get to know a person. So I had made quite a few friends. And then just through my travels, I had met the red team. So the team, you know, they're owned by two families, uh, both master chocolatiers. So the, these are families that that know every nuance of what it is. And you talked earlier about the difference between European chocolate and American chocolate. I, I, you know, we happen to be the top selling chocolate on the Home Shopping Network here in the United States. Oh, wow. And so what, what I explain to people is 
Think of European chocolate like a red wine, okay? You've got the base, which is the grapes. Well, that's our coca. And then you've got the hints that really make that wine its own wine. Well, European chocolate's the same way. You know, we have a dark chocolate orange and almond. And it's not an almond cluster. The idea is that you enjoy the coca. You have this waft of orange that comes over that you can smell, that you can taste. You have a bit of nuttiness and butteriness. The idea being that you can enjoy the chocolate. You know, the red chocolate and other European chocolates, they're not about shoving it in your mouth and running. <laughs> you know, you're, it's enjoyment. And I want people to enjoy it. So, you know. We're no sugar added. So that's the biggest difference. And, you know, you eat a third of our candy bar. It's a, 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 the same amount of calories as an apple slice. The reason I bring that up is because there are sugar chocolates and some people like them, you know, and, and, and that's fine if you like 60% sugar. What I was interested in was I was interested in bringing something that, you know, like I can be proud of. You know, I'm done selling the quote unquote widgets. I wasn't interested in that. And so I met with the red team, fell in love with the group and just decided, you know what, with what I've been able to accomplish with the team that I can put together, because it took us about six months to put the team together here in the United States before we went on our first visit. You know, I, I knew we had something special because I saw what they were able to accomplish with the with the expertise they had and i knew that if we just put a couple of more horsepower on it we could just make this the most amazing journey and one of the most amazing brands so they said yeah let's do it we built an amazing partnership and that's how i got i delved into it and like anything else in my life i may know a very little bit or i may know some but my role my goal is to continue to learn as much as i possibly can to visit the coca farmers to understand what they go through all these different pieces so this way it's because for me, it's about the journey, you know, everything I do in my life. It's about, you know, what is it about that? And do I want to connect with it? And can I connect with it? You know, you talk about, you know, being an entrepreneur and people always ask me, so, you know, what are some of the important things you really need to know? And I tell people, I don't care if you have a brick and mortar storefront, an e-commerce site, whatever it is, consultant, get in touch with the people. You know, I, I've been in many meetings where everybody's on the same payroll and you're all shaking your head. Yes. When you're around talking about how great your company is, how great your product is. And until you get somebody that's around that table, that's not on your payroll to agree with you. Always second guess. Make sure you have it and you're prepared, as I said earlier, but make sure that you talk to consumers. We talk to consumers every single day we talk to them whether they're consumers that have bought us often bought us once or just looking at us for the first time because we want to learn we want to understand what is it you like what is it you don't like and i think everybody and i notice some entrepreneurs they have a fear of that because it's like they think that it's like you know everybody when you're an entrepreneur your business is almost like one of your kids and nobody wants to hear somebody call their kid ugly you know and so if you think of it that way everybody's afraid oh i don't know if i want to hear yeah you do because don't take it personal and, and build upon that. That's part of that learning journey that we discussed. I learn every day here. Glenn, I love what you just mentioned. It's so many things to unpack there, but I want to highlight one thing, which I do want to get into the geeking out aspect of the chocolate. And you kind of explained it very well, the difference between, let's say, the traditional North American chocolate towards these uh, highly refined European chocolates. And you talked about it 
and it correlated with wine and how to pair it. Mm -hmm. And when you eat it, you enjoy the different flavors from the cocoa coming out from, you know, a, let's say orange inside or the liqueur, if you put it, the butter, whatever the case is. And as I'm getting older in my life, I'm truly realizing that I am liking to sip and enjoy things. Like when I was younger, mm -hmm. drinking alcohol was not the same thing as now, which I literally drink almost never five times a year. But when I do, I'm drinking a beautiful single malt scotch and I'm enjoying the flavors. When I'm having my espresso, I'm not going, you know, something like standardly store-bought. No, I wanted just like expertise so I could taste the, the caffeine in different levels and what the aromas linked up with it. Now, my question regarding to this chocolate is what are some of the great pairings you could do with these chocolates? So instead of just putting it in your mouth, do you suggest right. matching it with coffee, with a certain fruit? What do you what do you suggest in that regards? Well, you know, that's interesting. So with good chocolate, there are a multitude, whether you just want to enjoy it as as you buy it, whether it be with a beautiful wine, whether it be with, um, you know, uh, something as almost simplistic and basic as s'mores, but you want to make it a little smarter indulgence all the way through a multitude of recipes, you know, on uh, red-chocolate.com, our website, a little plug, I apologize, uh, red-chocolate.com. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different recipes. We even have what's called our chef series. And we've invited chefs in from all over the world to be able to take red and show people how to enjoy it along with, and there are, you know, we have some Australian desserts. We've got a beautiful avocado mousse. We've got, so there's, there's, there are so many ways to enjoy it all the way down to if you're just sitting at your desk and you just need a little a, a little taste of something just to take you away so you can get into your own mind and take that mental break. Because, you know, like I said, on a home shopping network, most of the time I'm sitting here with a glass of wine talking to folks because I love my wine and chocolate. And as my shirt says, I'm an unapologetic chocoholic. I never knew I was one. But damn, if I'm not one now, and it's not because of red. Well, it is because of red only because it put me in this world. But I just I love the people I get to meet and all the people surrounding the whole confectionery industry worldwide. There are some you hear some of the stories about, you know, multi-generational farmers for coca that have, you know, that the, 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 the grandparents' parents planted, you know, the vines and those things to see and sit and chat with them and to understand the passion that they have for it. You're just really proud to associate yourself with it. Glenn, I love what you just mentioned over there. And I wanted to say for me, my favorite pairings is because I, I like these two things. But when I have a coffee and a nice quality chocolate, I love that pairing and brandy, especially Ararat, which is an Armenian brand, um, Armenian descent. I love having mm -hmm. brandy with chocolate. I actually think it accentuates the taste of the brandy, depending which brandy you're drinking. And that pairing is amazing. And furthermore, as you're enjoying that chocolate in a slower pace, I feel like, like you said, it cuts the aspect of, let's call it in parentheses here, air quotes, the binging aspect. Because I could 100% mm -hmm. eat like any like standard North American chocolate, or let's just call it chocolate with high levels of sugar, and I truly love it, and I'm going to binge it, but you're swallowing it without tasting it. It's completely different experience. So I love the fact that you, you guys have this uh, approach in that regard. Now, Glenn, I have- You know, it's funny. You go mentioned- Sorry to interrupt you. You know, I was telling you earlier about my mentor and really that's that's your life lesson, everything you do. You know, it, it, it is it, it's not a race. 
It's a journey. Mm-hmm. And that's it, with, with great foods, you know, with great conversation. Some of my favorite moments, you know, are you know, at the dinner table, through dinner, through dessert, and being able to sit with a piece of chocolate and, and, a, and an Irish coffee, as simple as that, just to sit and chat with folks, just to get to know them. Because ultimately, is that what it's about? It's about the connection, whether it's a connection with people, whether it's a connection with your business. You know, for me, and, you know, I'll say it real quick. For me, I look at life as as a car engine, and there's three wheels on that car engine. You've got your professional wheel, you've got your personal wheel, and then you've got your all other, which would be your health, your finances, those kind of things. So personal could be personal relationships. And ultimately, the idea is for all those wheels to run in unison, because if one gets out of whack, chances are it's going to get out of whack on the others too. So what you want to do, my ultimate goal really is to be able to go to bed on a Sunday night and be excited because I'm getting up on Monday morning to go to work. And that's what I've tried to do for 30 years. And luckily, I'm fortunate and blessed that I'm at that position. I've been at the position for quite some time where I love the people I work with. I love the people I work with. I love that. And the analogy you gave with the wheel, I would potentially add upon it or correlating it to being a tripod, right? Those three elements in your life, a tripod, take out one leg, the two other ones fall. As strong as the two other ones are, if the third one's weak, it's not going to work out. So that perfect balance, I think is such a great analogy. Uh, so Glenn, it, it's very obvious that you're a successful individual. You've done so many great things in the food industry, you know, uh, developing this uh, red product in North America. And there's a lot that we could learn from people's successes, but I truly believe that we learn more from our failures, but not only our failures, but from other people's failures and difficulties. So my question to you, Glenn, Mm -hmm. is right now in your business, in Red, what is something that's going maybe difficult or challenging or even failing in a certain regards? What is something right now in the business that you're having a hard time with? And how do you look about potentially fixing that problem? Oh, I I can tell you probably the biggest change in our industry was the messaging because people ask me, you know, how the consumers changed. Mm -hmm. Consumers haven't changed. Consumers still want to value whatever value means to them. Value could be price. Value could be, uh, you know, the the taste. Value could be the time. Value could be the memory. So value really hasn't differentiated. It's according to the individual. What has changed is bringing the message to the individual. You know, we went through from, you know, TV advertising through, you know, the different social media pieces, you know, split second decisions to now really people want to belong. And they also want that message well in advance of going into the store. They're making their decisions. So what I would tell you is, and of course, it all hurried up once you had the global shutdown. So people weren't quote unquote, perusing the stores. They were actually, you know, they'd make their decisions before they go in and many of them are still doing that. So what I would tell you is we were probably behind um, where I wanted to be uh, based on the fact that we were still continuing and we really didn't have the tools available. Since then, I've seen a lot of organizations come out with the tools. Now, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a business leader, you have to go through those because everybody has the next perfect widget. And honestly, Honestly, eight of them are. Two of them could be, but it's up to you because you're not going to be able to afford those 10. So I would tell you that our biggest aha moment for us, because I don't like to call it a failure because nothing's a failure unless you let it fail. Mm-hmm. There are stumblings. There are stir issues. You're going to have that. But you still, like I said, punch through that mud. And so I would tell you that definitely getting the message out to the consumer 
early enough so that they can make their decision and then having those tools available to be able to speak to them. Because as you know, especially in this day and age, you know, you, you could thumb scroll around a thousand messages, uh, you know, on your phone any given hour. Hopefully people aren't doing it driving, but there are some that do. So you don't even have their full, you know, full brain, you know, capacity looking at it. They're looking at it. They're multitasking. So really, it's just a matter of just making sure that your message can cut through that and that it resonates with them. And again, going back to how do you make sure your res your message is resonating? You talk to them. You talk to the folks. And you find out. And you make sure that the message you're giving, A, is honest and true to your brand. And it's not a lie. And it's not a scam. But also that, that people care about the message. Glenn, I love that. Thank you for highlighting that. Because like you said, being aware, first of all, of your customers and being aware of how to educate them, to teach them about the product and brand is a huge part, like you said, of any business right now. And it is very competitive, like you alluded to with the social media world or anybody just kind of being in the age right now of not information, but of attention. So it's really difficult in that regards. Uh, Glenn, this was a true great conversation. My last question to you is, where can our community contact you, uh, get in touch with you? And most importantly, where can they find your product? Because I'm definitely going to try to pick up myself a red <laughs> chocolate, taste it with either a brandy and uh, coffee and give you my feedback on it. So where's the best place that our community could communicate with you and get in touch with your world? Well, number one, we'll make sure we get your address and we'll get you some product because I want you to try it. I want to be there the first time you try it there. I always like to be there the first time. But uh, for, to get in touch with myself, you can always find me on LinkedIn, Glenn Gardone. Feel free to connect with me. I connect with everybody. And if I can help you, great. If I can't, I'll tell you. And maybe I could point you in a direction I can't help you because I, I had a lot of people that, you know, tap me on the shoulder and I was able to tap them on the shoulder and it helped me through my journey. So it's only it's I feel it's respectful and fair to give back. And so reach out there to find out again, another easy way to reach out to us is red-chocolate.com. You can find out about the brand. You can contact me through it. You can uh, contact anybody on my team. And even there's even actually a store finder on there. So you can type in your zip code. You can find all the stores around you. You can buy us there. So there's all kinds of ways. We make sure it's as easy as possible for you to have red in your hand. So that's not an issue. And again, red-chocolate.com. You'll find out everything you need or catch me on LinkedIn. And I'm, um, like I said, happy to help you any way I can. Always available. Glenn, I truly appreciate that. First of all, thank you for thinking of me in that regards as well with the chocolate and everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. I'm definitely going to go check it out. And I cannot wait to let you know how I found uh, the chocolate in that regards. I'll do a post on it and tag you on it as well. So our community could know the true, 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 true taste of this uh, chocolate. So such a pleasure speaking to you. Yes, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Christopher Dedan here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. 
we regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didia. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.